Hey everybody, this is So Many Sequels. We're like your favorite book club, but with movies instead. And this month's theme, Brendan Fraser. I'm Josh. I'm Garrett. And I'm David. This and week I'm on Andrew. the show, Andrew is here. You just heard from the man himself. Andrew is joining us for a review of Brendan Fraser and Elizabeth Hurley's 2000 movie, Bedazzled. A movie that one Letterbox reviewer said was both terrible and a masterpiece. We also talk about playing and searching two movies our fans asked us to go see. We'll let you know what we think. Plus a surprise appearance from Conan O'Brien. That's all this week on So Many Sequels. That's right. Find us online on all your favorite social media platforms and enjoy the show. gonna say i uh went and saw a movie on the advice of our social media audience the other day oh yeah oh yeah how was that yeah is he playing or missing i asked folks on instagram and tiktok um what i should go see between missing and playing mm-hmm. um because i wanted something a little dumb and fun maybe i didn't want to think too hard so i think unfortunately for me the winner was plain so as of this recording, I went and saw Plane last night. Mm. Is this the one with Gerard Butler and uh, Mike Coulter? Is that it? Yes. Yes. Okay. You know what? I'd rather watch it on uh, TNT. Mm. TNT mm. seems like a movie. It would be great. See, that's one of those movies that I qualify as perfect background movies uh-huh. where it can be on and it can be exciting in moments. And then I can shut my brain off and have a 45 minute conversation and then something else shiny happens and I go, oh, look at the explosion again. I can still piece together what happens. That's yeah. kind of how it was. Yeah. For uh, me, that's a movie that just I, I just never would put on. <laughs> <laughs> like I walked out and I was like, if I walked out and I was just kind of like, eh, ho hum. You I know, that's the great benefit of being an AMC A-list member is I feel like I can throw away a couple tickets on uh, bad movies like that because, you know, mm. you get three a week. Right. And I can't really manage three movies a week. Uh, yeah. Theaters. Oh, that's uh, a time commitment, you know? It is. At best, I could get two on good weeks. Um, yeah. So I have an abundance of, of, of options. And, you know, if I want to go see Plane, I don't really feel bad if it sucked. And yeah. I don't what even want to say it sucked. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like, whatever, you know? If there weren't, uh, you know what? If there weren't other people in the theater, it would be one of those movies where I would just like dilly dally and kind of pay attention here and there look up imdb on it uh, yeah and, and and pay just enough attention to get the gist of what's going on that is what it would be mm. yeah uh to be the other part of your social media i saw missing as of this recording oh, i yeah. saw missing this oh, week yeah. and uh you know it was good i, I think it listen i think it was good i think that this movie was good i think that it was entertaining i think that it had uh, not as good of an overall story as searching which is kind of connected to this but not totally so mm-hmm. they're not really connected. Um, but it was very twisty, which the original one was not. And so what what the original one did with regular storytelling, this one kept your interest with a lot of fun twists. You know, it was just kind of, you never knew where it was gonna go. And it was more thrillery than 
suspenseful. So, you know, pros and cons. It was uh, it was pretty good. I think people like it overall. Was there you it go. scary? Uh, you know, it, it wasn't scary, but it was... Frightening scenario, though. It was a frightening scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, it is... I wouldn't say it was scary. I would think that... I think that it was kind of more uh, shock. I think now it, like kind of a, oh, it, it's it's oh. a is it is it told through like uh, like essentially screen recordings of like yes. social like various uh, uh, video conferencing and and, and things like that text and such. Is Correct. It, is it better or worse than the episode of Modern Family where they did that? I don't think I've seen that episode, oh, so I would probably say better because it, well, it depends on what season of Modern Family. Oh, that's pretty funny. Okay. You know, they were in their stride by whenever that episode was. I don't remember when it was, but it's a very simple setup they have for Modern Family. You have the same characters, two characters, repeated seven times. And so you just constantly getting the best of it, you know. Uh, That said, I kind of, I'm kind of so-so on Modern Family myself. So anyway. It has its ups and downs. Good review, Garrett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Josh. Oh, well, 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 thank you. Uh, uh, Have you seen anything... uh... Anything fun in the past couple weeks or so, uh, David? No, I've been uh, watching Bear in the Big Blue House. Oh, yeah. I know you've been watching Phineas and Ferb. Phineas and Ferb, a lot of Phineas and Ferb. Kid loves it. Well, I know that you, in... that's, that's for you, too, just as much. That's It's true. It's true. <laughs> you know, I was, uh, how old? I think 17 when Phineas and Ferb came out. I was 17 when Phineas and Ferb came out. And uh, I remember uh, putting it on. Uh, it, was on it was on an episode of TV. And uh, I was like, uh, put this on for my brother because he was like 11 or 12. And uh, they they got me with like a couple jokes. It was a, it was a surprisingly funny show for kids. So I just like kept watching it, and it was one of those um, guilty pleasures, if you will. Uh, and so they're bringing it back. Forty more episodes coming to Disney Plus should be. Oh fun. really? Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I, see, I, I must be getting streamed the heck out of. I see the uh, guy on TikTok a lot. The the Dan Pavenmeyer. Yeah. Yes. Yes. He's hilarious. Yeah. He used to work for Family Guy. That's what he did before Phineas and Ferb. Oh really? Yeah. He he wrote. Probably three or four of my favorite episodes of Family Guy. Hmm. Um, they're nice. really, I mean, he's 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 very funny. And then so he just took that to a kids show format. And there's a lot of, I'm not going to say adult humor in the show because there's not really, but there's a lot of Family Guy esque like tone and delivery. If that makes sense, like they'll okay. deliver jokes, and you're like, this would that would have fit on Family Guy the way that they deliver it. Nice. All right, Andrew, you uh. You you've been watching anything fun lately? You see anything uh, good or bad? Even I don't know. You what have you been up to? I've been rewatching a lot of of Brendan Fraser stuff, and yeah. yes, I, I yeah. like. I've been. I mean, that's that's been about the, that much. I haven't. I can't really report as to whether or not. I can't really report of like I've seen anything like like new. Yeah. Recently, I've been watching some documentaries, and that's about it. It's not. Can I've been, and also I've been revisiting like some old movies uh, recently. Um, you always I mean, do that. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. That's that's. Let me I'm ask doing. you. Can I ask you a quick question about uh, your quick opinion? This is your first time joining us with uh, our hashtag so many sequels Fraserary edition. Uh, uh-huh. What are your quick reviews of the ones that we've done so far? Because I've seen that you've reviewed them on Letterboxd, our favorite social media site. Um, what are your favorite? Are your reviews of Blast from the Past and George of the Jungle? Uh, Blast from the Past is a masterpiece. 
<laughs> it is a literal masterpiece, and I will say that to the day I die. That movie do is you absolutely amazing. Or, do you agree or disagree with everything that I've ever told you about you being that movie to a T? No comment. That's what I'm saying. He can plead the fifth. He has a constitutional right. He does. He will never deny it. They'll go back and listen to the Blasphemy Pass episode. Mm -hmm. He knows exactly. I I told them that I would say it to your face, so I just wanted to do that for this episode. He was born in a bomb shelter in 1987. All right. What about George of the Jungle? Yeah. George of the Jungle is awful. Oh, you guys are like... Man, David really defended it. You guys are three of the worst people. Hey, I didn't say it was awful. Uh, yeah, you know, I don't you know, think either of us said it was awful. We tried to like you just you just didn't like it as much as I did. That's correct. So, correct. So like let, let me just state my case about George of the Jungle. I yeah, okay. you can't be coming in here with the word awful. Awful. <laughs> I watched it. Okay. So like I watched it a few months ago. I watched it like two months ago, mm-hmm. like right before Thanksgiving, because it was it, it was I don't remember if it was right around uh Halloween or Thanksgiving or whatnot, but I'm just like, I was scrolling through Disney plus and I'm like, Oh, there's George of the jungle. Mm-hmm. And I was, it was like a Tuesday night. And I'm like, I'm, I'm just going to watch this. That's specific. See how That's good exactly it what it's for. That's literally what George of the jungle is made for. Yeah. And yeah. as I'm watching it, I'm like, this is bad. Oh, come on. This is, this is really bad. <laughs> like so bad. I, I had to stop it go make dinner and contemplate whether or not I was going to go watch it again or turn on something else. <laughs> oh, you and should have I, left it playing. Yeah. And, Why just do, I, your I decided, yeah, do your homework. Yeah. Do your homework. Like at that point in time, I just decided I'm going to go ahead and just finish it. So yeah. I finished the movie and it's still bad. Yeah. It just really is like the jokes are very, they're targeted towards they're targeted towards kids. Go so figure. 11 11 year old me yeah. was having the was having the time of my life but i look at this movie now and i'm like there's no way at all that i could really get in on this movie all right george of the jungle george of the jungle was fine no you've upgraded oh, a little no you've upgraded that's oh, fine sorry, no, 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 no. Awful to find. sorry. No, I, I trailed off i trailed off yeah um, okay. george of the jungle is not fine it is <laughs> it is the definition of not fine it is very yeah. it is awful okay. it is a it's it is much. a like i know you go you go too far well a step too you know far what? he says you know what if, right, if well. this is the line i'm over there on the equator oh so like, boy right. well it's a good thing he wasn't there and after you said blast in the past was a masterpiece i don't know this, this is such a, <laughs> this is such a uh, a, a gap between us, Andrew. I don't know if we'll be able to close. Wait, did oh, wow. you? Well, let's try because we. It was. I think. I think it was fine. I think it was okay. It wasn't awful. I won't say it's awful, but it was fine. So anyway, Andrew, it's a you and our listeners, not to get get David's opinion on the show, on the blast from the past, Frasierary episode, Brendan yeah. Frasierary, uh, a couple weeks ago. But today, I'm gonna kick it back to Josh because it's his pick with the Brendan Frasierary selection of the yes. dazzled. That's right. Bedazzled. I've mm-hmm. been excited for it. Um, Bedazzled is a movie that I kind of had vague memories of when I was a kid. Let's see. This movie came out in 2000. So I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm either nine or 10, depending on which half of the year it is. Uh, so I remember being aware of it, but it definitely being a movie that like, oh, I'm, I'm not allowed to watch that. So I could, I didn't see it as a kid. 
uh, but it's kind of been floating around my peripheral vision for a long time. So I wanted to take this opportunity to see what it's all about. Um, Bedazzled is a, it's I I don't know if I want to call it a rom-com. It's got a com, it's, there's some rom and some com, mm-hmm. but uh, it doesn't quite fit the traditional idea of a rom-com. Really, no. it's about Brendan Fraser, who is this, um, I don't know how it read in 2000, but in 2023, a really terribly unlikable man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who well, uh, really, is, like, yeah, a really depressed man. Yeah, he's desperate yeah. for the attention of, of a woman at work who barely knows he exists. Yeah. And so through a, a, a chance meeting with Elizabeth Hurley as the devil, uh, he is essentially granted seven wishes in exchange for his soul, uh, and and a and a hero's journey unfolds with each yeah. wish. Uh, so that's a, yeah, go ahead. That's bedazzled. That's why I wanted to pick it. Um, what do you guys? What what about you guys? Did you? Does anyone here have a relationship with this movie, or is it also just kind of on your outskirts? Um, no. Can I? Can I go? You sure. Yeah. I, yeah, I think I have a similar um, relation to it with you, Josh, is that I never really saw it as a kid, but I remember it being on, I don't know, TNT or Comedy Central, maybe, you know, um, and TBS. I just remember seeing like, you know, TBS, maybe, you know, very sexy Miss Kensington, uh, Elizabeth Hurley and, uh, you know, Brendan Fraser. And I was like, all right, well, whatever. But it is never really I never really watched beyond like three minutes of it at any given time. You know, it was just what I, you know. Just never really got into it. Did a bunch of research uh, before uh, watching the movie um, because it's based on, and it says this at the beginning, a 1967 film, I believe, starring uh, Dudley Moore, who's like a comedy legend in England. Um, it was a pretty popular movie back then. A remake with Elizabeth Hurley and Vernon Fraser. What could go wrong, right? Bless you. And, uh, you know, a lot. Uh, I-, I would... I would I would characterize this movie as nothing and nowhere all at once. Uh, yeah. It was it was just for me it was really repetitive mm-hmm. and it was just I, I kind of knew where we were going and I was like, but we got to suffer through like at least two more of these uh, alternate realities where you know he's this or that and um, you know I was so I was I, I was I was excited. And then I was kind of very much let down. Um, you know, this is not a new, new story. Um, even Bedazzled, the, the 67 movie, was <laughs> inspired by the the Faust legend, which is like a, uh, you know, 14th, you know, 1400 story about this guy who sells his soul to the devil. In that, he gets like seven years of just success. Like whatever he does, he'll be successful for seven years, right? And uh, the great thing about 1400s, like, like 15th century uh, uh, stories is, uh, there's no happy ending. The guy, he just went to hell. So, uh, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta appreciate them for sticking with the bit in that one. But, <laughs> um, but you know, there was, there's, there's little references in this movie to other adaptations of that story, the devil and Daniel Webster, um, and things like that. But I don't know. It was just, I was enjoying myself early on. I was, I, 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 I thought he was, a you know, Brendan was an annoying character, but I had some sympathy for him because he's lonely and he just kind of wants people to be friends with him. He wants, you know, but he's uh, that guy at work that you avoid. And so I wanted him to, I wanted him to, to overcome, 
but also after a while it was it was like the 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 devil and she's she's the devil i guess she's just kicking a sad puppy and i was was just like why am i watching this i'm just like watching this is this is just torture the problem that i found with david's review was mainly that he said he went into it excited right that was a mistake he had optimism that this movie would be some semblance of good and anyway did you get any of that at the end <laughs> no that's okay though we got it we got the gist <laughs> yeah, the ending the ending came too easy i think not necessarily the act that's the explanation and it was and it was just kind of like ah he figured it out good for you so yeah. okay uh, catching catching you up, David, is I said uh, quickly that uh, you went in with certain expectations that this movie could be good, whereas I went in with no expectations that this movie was going to be good, and I think that enhanced the viewing of this for me. Uh, I had never seen it. It was a trailer that I remember seeing, but I throw it in the category of this came out at the same time as Monkey Bone or something like that, and at that point in time, it kind of felt like Brendan Fraser had just become another character actor of the same thing over and over again. And so that's just a down part of his career, in my opinion. Um, so I didn't pay attention to these movies. Um, <clears throat> it's bad, boys, but it's entertaining. That's where I landed on it. It is, it is in that part of my viewing. This is a movie that is like the stereotype of all those stupid comedies that came out in that time frame. And all you had to be was a stupid comedy with a name. Uh, you had Brendan Fraser, who was a stereotype of a, a nerd that nobody liked. You had a sexualized Elizabeth Hurley, which was the point of her in the movie, which was unfortunate. Um, the, you know, their chemistry overall, I thought was good. I thought they worked well with each other with what they were given. Mm -hmm. um, I thought that was entertaining. It was repetitive. Uh, it felt longer than it was by a lot. And then, yeah, they really did get David. They gave up on the ending. Um, and the fact... That my biggest issue is the fact that no one in the history of the devil ever playing this game had ever considered giving up their wish for somebody else. No one had ever, ever improved in the history of the devil's thousands of years. And I was yeah. like, do you mean this is the only person? No. Mm -mm. But Brenda Fraser was funny. Yeah. They did a good job with some of the slapstickiness of it. Uh, there's some issues with it that don't hold over well from the time frame that it was made. Uh, so I don't necessarily recommend it, but you know what? If it's on TBS and I need a background movie, this can stay on for me. We love TBS background movies on this show. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, Andrew, what do you think about Bedazzled? So I saw this movie whenever, not when it came out, but like I saw it in the year 2000. Oh, okay. So That's somebody right. has some uh, remembrance, and that was you like Pete. You were what, fourteen around there? Yep. Okay. Yeah, That's, I was about okay, fourteen or fifteen, somewhere in there. And like so my you're brother, a little older than us at the time. Yeah, and my my brother rented it, and we watched it that afternoon. And I just remember thinking it was just like meh. It was okay. It wasn't great, and but it also had like. What like it was one of those movies that we had like HBO, we had HBO, we had HBO two, we had all the HBOs, and like it would it would come on in rotation. Yeah. So mm. I saw it mm. all the damn time. Yeah. And the thing is, is always that, watching like, bedazzled. Yeah, like so, like it was just one of those movies that I just kept put on repeat, and there were funny pieces to it. There were like there were 
like some chuckling going on. That's about it. It's not, it's not an overall like, oh man, this is the funniest mm-hmm. thing I've ever seen. This is like, I, I genuinely, I genuinely thought that like Brendan Fraser was thought he was good, but also like it made me kind of feel bad for him a little bit. Like mm-hmm. he's that type of, he is that type of dude that nobody wants to hang around. Elizabeth Hurley. The one thing I'll say about Elizabeth Hurley is this. I love that woman's voice. Oh yeah. I yeah. love that woman's voice. She got a that great woman, voice. That Very woman nice can voice. read the phone book to me yeah. and I would listen with eight ears. Eight so, ears. Uh, but that's like the thing is interesting it, terminology. Like I, I mean, I'm just saying that's how much I would listen. So, <laughs> um, but like the thing is, is that this is it was directed by the same guy who did Groundhog Day. Ivan, or no, not Ivan, uh, Her- Harold, Harold yeah. Ramis. Yeah. yeah, I had, I, I did have some hope that it might be good at that point in time, but it it, it was very quickly erased. Yeah, whatever hope you had, it's gone because the thing <laughs> is. It's not good. It's no. it does not hold up very well at all. So I one, one thing I think though, Andrew, is that the problem that I have with this movie watching it now and not having any experience with it is that Brendan Fraser's character is not I don't have sympathy for him because he is unlikable. He yeah. is like overly forcing himself on these people and they are just trying to be nice because they can tell. But I mean, he is not likable, and yeah, he doesn't have any not, self-awareness, right? And it's not one of those where like people are mean to him, and he's put in that corner. He's like put, he's put himself kind of in there, and mm-hmm. that's anxiety-driven and whatnot. And like, I get it, but like the way that it was portrayed at the time, especially, was it? It, it just doesn't hold over well. It's poorly executed. For me, the star out, the star of the show, Orlando Jones. Orlando yes. Jones, every time I was hoping he came we were going to mention the him. Screen was so funny. I always love an early two thousands movie that the, features Orlando Jones. Oh yeah, that seven <laughs> that, that seven year period between like ninety seven yes. two thousand three with Orlando. Uh, he was the seven up guy. He was perfect at perfect. that point. And then the, the best, replacements. At the whole yeah, thing. the best by far. The funniest part of this movie was the basketball scene. The basketball scene was hilarious. That yeah. piece right there is what. Uh, Will Ferrell wanted Semi Pro to be, mm. <laughs> and and it was so wonderfully funny. And I will watch Orlando Jones. Yeah, he was any he, any he, kind he, of comedic he, character acting at any point in time. He made that particular uh, uh, you know wish fantasy whatever you want to say with his uh, hilarious impression of just a basketball commentator who yes has horrible like just can't speak. Mm-hmm. Um, that was really funny. Um. Um, that said, you know, it, yeah, it, it's not consistently a funny movie. I think that it has parts that are funnier than others. Uh, when Brendan Fraser is just sweating continuously, <laughs> sweating, uh, I found that pretty funny. Yes. Yes. That was one of my favorite parts. Uh, I, I made a note that just says the sweat. Yeah. <laughs> the sweat. When, he, when he's uh, a, when he's a Colombian drug Lord and he's speaking Spanish and then he said, he, he goes to the guys and he talks, he speaks Russian. He goes, Oh no, I speak <laughs> Russian. Um, that was, that was a nice little aside for me as well. When he yeah. ripped off his, when his, he ripped his, off his skin. Yeah. 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 Well, and see, that's where the character, that's where you can find bits of him that are likable when he's kind of discovering how great his life seems to be in the yeah. new wishes. Cause it, it is genuinely joyful watching him just like, just like ramble in Spanish to this guy, just because he knows he can now. Um, 
and uh the yes the the basketball scene hilarious but we don't i don't need to, i didn't need to see that many wishes i guess um yeah uh, it is a complete i'm oh, sorry I'm, i interrupted you oh that's okay i was just gonna say it does it does feel like it drags uh which is unfortunate because it is actually technically a pretty short movie yeah um, but it feels like it. And I think it's because they went with seven wishes and we had to go through so much of it. Some of them lasted too long. Some of them probably could have, I could have, I could have gone for more basketball, <laughs> less Colombian drug Lord. Yeah. Um, that one, that one had like a whole arc to it. But then, yeah, every time you are taken back to the office setting, you're reminded that really just everyone sucks. Cause yeah. Yeah, you can't. It's harder to sympathize with with Elliot because, yeah, his coworkers do treat him badly, but you're also left feeling like he deserves to be treated badly. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like, yeah. oh, you don't. You're not really doing yourself any favors. I don't really like that they bully you, but you're kind of awful. Yeah, well, he's just he's you're not, just intrusive he's a michael scott type guy i guess you could yes. say if you want to go to another character scott. where he yes. thinks he's in on all the jokes with everybody but he's just painfully unaware of how he comes oh. off and to and, me yeah it, it makes it to me at the end where i don't feel like he's changed like it, the point should be for him to have changed as a human and as a right. person and i just wasn't left believing that this I feel like we saw a strong enough change. Yeah. And you're right. Um, Dave earlier said that the ending was way too easy. It definitely was. The loophole is. He literally just had to wish somebody else something. An act of selfishness. An act of good and wish. I, and I'll tell you guys something. This exact same plot point is what ends. I mean, spoiler alert. This exact same plot point is what ends Bruce Almighty. But that yeah. movie makes the character change feel right. realistic and cool. feel earned and this it, it doesn't really feel like it does no because it's the premise that you would do a selfish as a, a selfless act um almost unintentionally right that you would naturally do a selfless act that's the premise uh, if you have to make yourself do it then you're not uh you know worthy I mean, per se i i think he genuinely i mean in the moment i think the character genuinely feels it but right, for me, but, he, it's but just, it doesn't feel it, earned. No, it, it feels like he arrives at that through very little actual effort. And and he's not thinking this is how I get out. He doesn't know how he gets out. Right. But it was just like one, you know, prolonged scene in a jail cell and jail cell, and then all of a sudden we're there. And it feels like more could have been put into more guidance could have been obtained. I don't know. Um I do also want to make sure to mention my most favorite recurring joke, which was, um, I'm going to call it the devil's theme, uh, tone low. <laughs> uh, every time the devil uh, started whipping up some magic, Wild Thing played, but just long enough to not hear them say Wild Thing. Wild Thing, yeah. Every... I... And I laughed harder every yeah. time it kicked in. Yeah. And I love one of tone those... low. It was one of those he's things. The, he's the only part that's fun in the Ace Ventura when Nature Calls movie. That's or, uh, uh, the uh, whichever one he's in. He's still the best part. The, I think he's in the first one, but it's uh, yeah, it's um, it's it's take my breath away all over again, where they just start playing the song, but they never yes. reach, and you're like, just just say wild thing for crying out loud, you know? <laughs> yeah. They never say it. He never yeah. says wild thing. No. 
Andrew, what else you got? You got anything else for bedazzled? Are we all are we all gonna just ignore the fact that he was President Abe Lincoln for he was yeah. you know what that's where it, it jumped a shark for me there a little bit because then it introduced like time travel into the wishes yeah and yeah. I liked fantasy situations I didn't like that he was actually Abraham Lincoln. yeah very but, weird but like I liked how it it all led up to like like he he knows what's coming and right. like that he part a champagne was funny pork pop and he's gotta like, get out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I appreciated that he didn't try to stop the shooting. <laughs> no, he yeah. was just like, go for it. You know, like he knows he can't interfere with time, but he's got, I gotta get out of here. Yeah. Um, I do kind of wish. Um, so this is the second movie in like two months we've seen where uh, the guy who plays Boomhauer and, and Cotton Hill has been in the movie. Um, and I kind of wish that he had had a little more uh, fun to have. Um, who was he? So he was one of the three guys that was in the office. He was the guy who I guess had more, less hair. But he was oh, to be yeah. very specific. He was Brendan Fraser's gay lover in the in the. It turns out I'm gay. Uh, <laughs> fantasy. Oh right, right, right. To- Toby Huss. That's his Toby name. Huss. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. If you don't, if you don't remember, uh, he's in he was, he's in the new Halloween movies. He's in the well. He's in mm-hmm. the Halloween movie as the dad who gets killed. Ah, he was also in. Uh, he was also in Weird, the Weird Al story, uh, yeah. as Weird Al's dad. Fascinating! What there a filmography go. Toby Huss has. He's got a great. He's you know he the just man is a up. chameleon. Hashtag chameleon. Hashtag Toby Huss. <laughs> wow. In Seinfeld, he's the whiz. But well, okay, he's the whiz, let's, and let's nobody talk beats about him. the man though. Let's talk about the performance of Mr. Brendan. Did we? How do we feel like it levels up to George of the Jungle and Blast from the Past? I personally think that somehow worse than both. This uh, is his most normal role, and yet his most unlikable. Here's the uh, thing: you can say I what agree. you want. You can say what you want about the character. He nailed it. <laughs> That's the <laughs> he thing. Did, you know, he did Brendan, the best with what he had. Brendan know? Fraser doesn't miss, and I he, stand he on gives that. it his all every so time. I believe with my whole soul that that performance is what that director wanted. Yeah, <laughs> and that's a, that's a you. perfect score. I'll be honest. Yeah, go disagree. ahead. Yeah. I don't know. It was not yeah, my favorite I mean, role. It, it was but, nice to see him construct, you know, normal sentences. But I believe part. Yeah, I believed him is the thing. Right. I always believe him. Yeah. What'd you, what'd what'd you guys think? Andrew, what'd you think? Thoughts on the performance? Better or worse than George of the Jungle? Better or worse than Blast from the Past? I'm going to say that it's just it. It, it will not beat blast from the past i just want to say that it will not be blast from the past mm-hmm. however i will say that like it's actually below george of the jungle i put george of the jungle ahead of this movie and that's what i have to say about that i agree okay well on that note let's move things along and uh if possible talk about the box office performance of this movie which came out in the year 2000 um it's like david may or may not be preparing those numbers excellent while we can we can uh tell our fans that uh next week we'll be doing andrew's brendan fraser pick which is like you want to let him know because there's a reason but tell him what it is the mummy oh my god y'all been y'all been asking we're giving it to you yep and you still have time to go to our social media uh, so many sequels or so many sequels pod search for them both. And you'll be able to find us. 
Uh, we're doing a fan favorite Frasierary flick for alliteration's <laughs> sake. Uh, so right now you can go vote. We're keeping tabs. Uh, whichever one it has the most votes that we haven't already picked, which again, Blast from the Past, George of the Jungle, The Dazzle, and The Mummy. And you can vote for those on our social media. We've been watching a lot of, we're, we're, we're stalling for David, <laughs> for the record. Um, yep, that's fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, it happens. You know, we record yeah, I mean, live to tape, as they say. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of. What I'm really excited about is I already know at the end of the year at my letterbox stats are going to say my Brendan Fraser was my most watched actor of 2023 cuz there's just no way, right? I can beat this. Like we're watching a lot of his movies. And yeah. movies that we haven't and that we're not even covering, right? Yeah, we do, we've we've seen uh, I've seen Encino Man. Uh I've seen Dudley Do Right. Right. I have gone back and David's back. Hello, buddy. I'm back. Sorry. That was like one of those early 2000s commercials where it's like the service cut at like the Can worst you hear me possible now? moment. Can you hear me now? <laughs> or, you know, the ones where they'd be like, so, yeah, I think we should do this. And then it like cuts out and they're like, what? You know, like and they, something bad happens. Anyway, so did you guys get started? Uh, no, go for it. We, we oh, yeah. We, we, so Josh, we, you, we pitched. Josh, you would have been 10 when this came out because... Uh, Bedazzled opened the weekend of October 20th, 2022, in the year 2000. It brought in $13.1 million in its first weekend in uh, just 2,500 theaters. Uh, it lost out in the number one spot we had for the third week, Meet the Parents, which uh, was a huge comedy. Huge. Huge. Comedy so funny. Overstated. Monster. It's so funny. Monster movie. <laughs> we'll we'll get to it. I promise. Well, yeah. When we do. Um, Seth Fuck in February. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, or November. Uh, meet the parents. Anyway, number three. Uh, this is a uh, still a nostalgic classic of mine. Uh, remember the Titans came in yes. with nine point nine in its fourth weekend. Yes. Pay it forward brought in nine point six, and an underrated. I don't know, maybe a properly rated. I don't know. Uh, Jackie Chan film, Legend of the Drunken Master, brought in three point eight in its opening weekend. Mm. But Dazzled mm. would go on to make thirty seven point eight million in the United States. 52 million overseas with a lot of that being in uh, the UK where the original was, uh, you know, the, the original was based for um, giving it a worldwide total of 90 million, which was just good enough to uh, make back, uh, you know, double its budget uh, budget around 48 to 50 million. The year 2000, um, we were, I think just here, not that long ago in the year 2000, Bedazzled finished in the number 64 spot just behind the original Kings of Comedy. This is domestic, by the way. The original Very Kings awful. of Comedy. Hilarious. Uh, you know, and other, other comedies just ahead of it, Little Nicky, The Replacements. <laughs> bad movie. Don't oh, watch yeah. it. The Replacements, though. Great movie. Great movie. Go watch it. Great bad it. movie. Watch that. Uh, Coen Brothers, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, was uh, at number 55. Anyway, all the <laughs> way up at the number one spot, How the Grinch Stole Christmas was yep, the number yeah. one movie of Monster. the year 2000, featuring Jim Carrey. Uh, big, big movie. Had a $55 million opening weekend. Uh, and number two, Castaway, starring Tom Hanks. And number mm. three, Mission Impossible 2. And number four, mm. Gladiator. And at number five, What Women Want. All right, that's all I've got want. for the box office stats this okay. week. Sorry, Unless there's no any questions, and... we'll kick it to the Letterbox game. Fair enough. All right. Yes, Letterbox game it is. Um, ooh, I feel like this one could be fun. I don't know. Um, Andrew. 
for the record, he doesn't know about the game changes. We've had some oh, game changes to the letterboxed game. You're not on the show as frequently, so we're giving you a bit of a chance to catch up. Should anybody have a direct hit on a letterbox <laughs> ranking, you get two points. If you're the closest, you still get one point. So a little bit of a game system. Andrew, we also have a trophy, which is David's. We have a letterboxed king I'll trophy. One, it up of soon. These, one of these days, he'll get it. One of these days, we will actually decree him the reigning letterbox king, but we have a physical trophy mm-hmm. for whoever wins. If that incentivizes you, because you know too many damn movies. <laughs> Should be noted that last year, uh, I think Andrew went two for six with direct hits. So, you know, it could, it could mean a lot if he, if he it could uh, mean a lot, it could, it could be a game changer. I am excited. I wish we had Orlando Jones to commentate uh, <laughs> as the process unfolds. Now, as you prepare your guesses, I have a few of the most popular reviews of Bedazzled from Letterboxd. Uh, the most popular review from Samuel Scott is three stars. I would sell my soul to Elizabeth Hurley, too. <laughs> then you've got from Zoe. My favorite part is when Brendan Fraser's character wishes he was incredibly good looking, and then it just cuts to him with a slightly different haircut. That's right. That's right. That's right. Uh, four stars. This is both simultaneously terrible and a masterpiece. Mm, fair enough. Fair and enough. And four stars. The scene where Brendan realizes he can speak Spanish is still one of the funniest things I've ever seen. And we agreed that was a very funny moment. Yes. So, with that in mind, it's now time to reveal our guesses for what the Letterbox community has rated but dazzled. David. That could be anything. Oh, time to be real, guys. Um, oh my god, I am gonna guess it's a oh man. Letterboxd community betrayed me last week with George of the Jungle. I'm gonna say it's a 2.9. I'm gonna say a 2.8. I mean, I don't know, it's not in the threes. 2.7. Oh, no. You're going to make me pick a 3.0 because I don't want to go lower than that. Uh, okay. So you that's like. screwing me here. I mean, I feel like somebody's got it, right? 3.0 from me, 2.9 from David, 2.8 from uh, Andrew, and 2.7 from Garrett. Yeah. This is the worst. Josh and Garrett have the best chance here. This, this is the worst thing to ever happen. <laughs> they, they boxed oh, us in, Andrew. So let me uh, check right here quick. And see if we have a direct hit. We do have a direct hit. So we're, Whoa! we're at least good enough to nail the range. A two However, <laughs> it's not David this time. Oh, you guys would deserve it. But it is Andrew Nichols. Yeah. Hey, there you go. That's something told me. I had a feeling. 2.8 mother lovers on Letterboxd, this movie. Yep. Okay. Uh, so that's a one win for Andrew and two points. You got to come up with a better system for not you gotta get recovering. You got to get an Excel sheet, David. Oh, I forgot we're not doing that movie anymore. Take that one off. Yeah, we got to we got to upgrade you to Excel or Google Sheets. It's free. <laughs> I know. I just got to get. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. So I, I want to talk about one more thing about this oh. movie, and that's this. What else could you possibly have about Bedazzled? Uh, the fact that a big mac and a large coke with no fries cost three dollars and 47 cents well that's that is yeah how much does it cost now i never had a big mac 
Uh, it's it's like, got to be ten bucks at least, right, for a combo. Yeah. I don't I know. Think, I got a couple. I, think I got a combo, couple yeah. down with cheese and fries today, and it was less than ten dollars. McDonald's is still pretty cheap, but it ain't no three thirty four. That's for sure. No, but if you don't it, get the meal and you don't get the fries, you know it's probably like seven bucks. Yeah, well, but it, here's the thing, though. He did not get fries with that. He did that's right. But here's the thing, though. Like in like the year two thousand, the year two thousand was the size of a friggin' tire. Yeah, like as a big burger. <laughs> You know, I'm glad you did the Conan thing because I was wanting to, and I held it in. We both, we, yeah. I just, you broke before I did. It's all. hard to resist. I know, I know. <laughs> and it's got to okay. be someone saying the phrasing. It's got to be what someone says in the year 2000. It's you, can't just, follow it. you can't just say it just because someone said 2000. You got to. Yeah, it's got to be an echo. Uh, okay, well, what are our personal ratings for the movie? I'll go first since this was my pick. Uh, I'm going to pick a two and a half. It's a two and a half star movie. Um, letterboxed out did me this time. Yeah, I'm comfortable with that. Two and a half for me as well. Okay. I think okay. I'd, I want to say probably one and a half. Oh, oh, I knew you'd go lower. Okay. Going low. Andrew, I know Garrett's going to go real low here. My number for this movie is my coveted 1.5 spot. This is a bad movie, but it was entertaining. So it falls just honestly, it just slid into second on that one. If you want to be real with it. But 1.5. 1.5. There you go. So as that as I get, that's a pretty uniquely low it's like a one review point. for us. Wow. I don't think we've ever reviewed anything that poorly. Yeah, the wow. system might have worked against us. I don't know. Hmm. Anyway, uh, I digress. It is a 1.8 for, <laughs> from the Sony Sequels crew. Um, I mean, it, it's perspective at this point. Mm. Well, not that, a good movie wraps up this week's episode we've still got a couple more months or weeks of brendan fraser left to uh enjoy and i know that we will because i i know at least one of the picks we talked about earlier andrew's doing the mummy so that's mm. coming up on deck that's a that's a stunner everyone loves that one so i'm excited to talk it out with everybody and then we will end the month or in in, in brendan fraser month with uh the fan pick which you can pick. vote for online on our social media pages uh check out our facebook account um to instagram TikTok, really any anywhere you, where uh, you can find us if you drop us a dm or leave a comment um we will count your vote let us know what you think we should review that we haven't already because uh, no repeats no repeats okay that's it also join our patreon how could i forget that one um patreon.com so many sequels you can Get, get in there and get access to our Discord where you can talk with us about movies and all kinds of fun stuff going on in there. So go do that. Um, all right. We will see you all next time. Bye.